0: Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madramutu. Today's episode is about a piano concerto that I have loved ever since I first heard it, which was when I was a teenager, and I can assure you that was a while back. It gripped my heart and has lived in there ever since. And the work in question, I didn't know it back then, was also very important or is also very important as far as the evolution of piano concertos goes. And the piece in question is the piano concerto in A minor by Robert Schumann. Now before we get to the piano concerto proper, just a word about Clara Schumann, who was Robert Schumann's wife. She was the most important person in his life. They met when he began piano lessons with her father Friedrich Wieck. Clara also took lessons from her father and she was a brilliant pianist. By the time she was a teenager, She was a touring pianist and performed in many of Europe's capitals. She was one of the best of her era and also a composer in her own right. Among the ways that she helped her husband was that she was an ambassador for his music and gave him advice and guidance that was of great benefit to him as a composer. In 1839, a little more than a year before they married, Clara wrote to Robert and said... Don't take it amiss if I tell you that I've been seized by the desire to encourage you to write for orchestra. Your imagination and your spirit are too great for the weak piano. Now I think by weak piano she meant solo piano works. This was timely advice she gave him because shortly after Robert composed his first symphony. In addition to being a composer, Robert Schumann was also the editor of a music magazine. At that time, piano concertos were quite individualistic. They were nearly always vehicles for a bit of showmanship by the soloist and the orchestra was relegated to the background. Schumann had been thinking about how the piano concerto could evolve and become more collaborative. In an essay in his magazine, he wrote... We must await the genius who will show us in a newer and more brilliant way how orchestra and piano may be combined, how the soloist, dominant at the keyboard, may unfold the wealth of his instrument and his art, while the orchestra, no longer a mere spectator, may interweave its manifold facets into the scene. He got the opportunity to put this idea into practice when he composed the fantasy for piano in 1841 it was written as a gift for Clara it was a one movement work and was his first completed composition for piano and orchestra he had made other attempts to write piano concertos but abandoned them Clara was delighted and this is what she said about it in her diary the piano is intertwined with the orchestra in the finest manner one cannot imagine one without the other. The Fantasy received two private performances but none in public. For several years Schumann tried to get the work published but publishers were not interested so he had to modify things a bit. In 1845 he composed two more movements and turned the Fantasy into a three-movement piano concerto. The premiere took place in Dresden, Germany in December 1845. The soloist was Clara Schumann. The response to the concerto was lukewarm at best. People were simply not accustomed to a concerto where almost equal prominence was given to the orchestral parts as to the piano. Franz Liszt summed it up when he referred to the composition as a concerto without piano. Now let's take a look at each movement of the work. The concerto opens with a dramatic burst by the orchestra that plays a single chord before the piano plays a cascade of notes that move from the high to the lower register. The oboe comes in after this and plays the first theme of the work. It's an opening that grabs your attention. The second theme is introduced softly by the strings before they're helped out by the piano. The second theme is played as a fanfare, giving it the feel of a celebration. Now the piano flourish heard at the beginning returns, perhaps to signal the beginning of the development. There's also a piano cadenza towards the end in which the two themes provide material for the soloist. While this movement does follow the typical exposition-development-recapitulation form of concertos, it doesn't do so rigorously. It's quite loose in terms of form. Now the second movement... In a concerto is very often the slow movement, but Schumann made this movement an intermezzo. The intermezzo originated as a bit of light entertainment between the acts of an opera or play. It was meant to relieve the tension. It's rather like an intermission, only you don't leave the room to get a cup of coffee or go outside to smoke. Now the intermezzo here starts with a lovely, charming melody introduced by the piano. There's also a dreamy, sighing cello theme with piano embellishment. These themes return, but the mood always remains light and pleasant. The second and third movements are fused, but there's a clear signal indicating the transition from one to another. That signal is the main oboe theme from the first movement. It's played a little softly at first, as if you're hearing it in the distance, but it grows louder and the piano then introduces the first theme of the final movement. The second theme is a march and is introduced by the strings before the piano takes it up. These themes are repeated but the outstanding characteristic of the final movement is the sparkling piano parts. There's an effervescence to the piano and the soloist is more prominent. It better fits the mould of the type of concerto that Schumann's audience was expecting, one where the soloist gets the chance to be dazzling. Despite its reticent reception, over time the virtues of this concerto came to be appreciated. That was mainly because of the efforts of Clara Schumann. The brilliance and musicality of her playing drew attention to it and she became the work's main advocate. From 1845 to 1900 there were 190 performances of this piano concerto in A minor and Clara Schumann was the soloist in 100 of them and this work became inexorably associated with her. That was the piano concerto in A minor by Robert Schumann This was an episode of Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madramutu. Thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by Cantata Media and feel free to listen to the other episodes in the series as well as Classical Music Conversations in which I interview people who are prominent in the classical music scene in South Africa. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Twitter and my Twitter handle is Dino, D-E-A-N-O underscore mad. You can also send me an email and my address is cmd at vivaldi.net.